Welcome to Audiodrome. I'm Riley with Doug. Hello. And Carlos. Back again. How did you guess? <laughs> exactly. Look it up. Uh, so Mozambique's going through a, a little bit of a fear of flesh-eating bananas right now. Damn that's it. Re- that's reasonable. Yeah. There's been <clears throat> uh, some some online uh, messages, you know, hoaxes. That uh, email text message hoax going around warning people against eating bananas, um, saying that it, it has a um, flesh-eating disease. So they're not actual bananas that are eating people's flesh. If only. No, okay. they, it, it's that they're fearing that it's infected by a necrotizing fasciitis, skin-eating disease. And so people are just not eating bananas, which I, you know, I have to imagine any sort of disrupt, uh, you know, disruption in a in the food supply or in or in trade is you know probably pretty bad in Mozambique. I'm, I can't imagine it's like a no. Nah, they're doing super robust economy. All right, I mean, I'm, maybe they're <laughs> doing all right. I don't know. They're probably doing better than than some places, but uh, it's still probably a pretty big deal. So people they, are just gonna stop eating them or what? For like just... three, I don't know. It's some some. I think the bigger the bigger picture is just that you know some stupid text and email hoax has you know, really disrupted people's day-to-day lives. I think that's kind of the, I the more important or more interesting part of it. Lots yeah. of dangers of social media, man. You know, how big is too big? I, I actually, I, I know, I could I could see that happening here, really. Absolutely. People are so, you know, mindless. They they just follow these kinds of things. So, so. It'd be like a, a War of the Worlds type deal through Twitter. Yeah, I was reading that. about that War of the Worlds thing and, and how it's it probably wasn't actually very true. Like, people weren't actually... Um, Going crazy? Killing themselves? Believing it. They probably didn't even believe it, huh. for the most part. Well, I mean, if you listen to the pro- the, the broadcast, the broadcast, there's, like, commercial breaks in it and stuff, which it says, like, you're listening to the Mercury Air Theater. It's one of the things that I, I do in my class, just because it's cool. Oh, really? Uh, and it's, I don't know. I mean, obviously I know it's a hoax and everything, but it, listening to it, it's kind of hard to believe that anyone would buy it, you know? Well, yeah, apparently they didn't really buy it as much as, as, you know, modern tellings of the story would have you believe. Even sure. a, initially Orson Welles kind of poo-pooed the idea that people had believed it, but then in later years kind of embraced it and said, blew it yeah, up. you know, this people were, it was so good. People thought it was real. He blew it up like he blew himself up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did not do it with food. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I was reading this this uh, news article, and it's an interesting enough um, article, but I think the more interesting thing is something it taught me about, which is uh, something called penny hoarding. Have you heard of penny hoarders? No. Uh, no. They're like people, and they, and they uh, scour for pennies, pre-1982 pennies. Um because they contain 95% copper. And so, a, 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 you know, a copper penny, we'll call them, uh, is actually worth currently uh, 2.4 cents. Whoa! Well, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. If you, you know, this guy, this one guy that they, uh, they show... <laughs> is it not? <laughs> this one guy... if, you're, if you're scouring for them, then no, it's not. 
Well, yeah, I mean, he's doing a lot of work for very little, but exactly. But there are people. So let me let me let me go on here. So this guy that they showcase, he has two hundred thousand pennies, uh, in his back shed or whatever. Now that is kind of crazy because that's only two thousand dollars worth of pennies. So even at at a two point four cents, that's only what forty eight hundred dollars worth of pennies or forty eight hundred dollars worth of copper. Yeah. Hmm. You know, a, a twenty eight hundred dollar you know profit not a big deal that's stupid but apparently there are businesses that are selling pennies by the by the ton and they do the sh- the sorting for uh basically these people are investors they're not just kooks they're investing in in copper and they've they've found a way to basically buy discount copper um which is you know by by buying older pennies uh but the problem is that even though pennies are worth you know, almost you know, almost three times their face value. It's still illegal to melt them down. Um, huh. and it's also there's some kind of cool obscure federal law that it, uh it makes it illegal to transport more than five dollars worth of pennies out of the country. That seems archaic. Yeah, it's just it's just too heavy. <laughs> yeah, planes that's, can't that's, support that weight. That's it. That's it. Uh, no, but so these these penny hoarders are just waiting with fingers crossed. Um for this legislation to, to hit Obama, uh, Obama, that, uh, <laughs> that would kind of, ba- I think it would basically get rid of pennies, um, which would be awesome. I think that, I think that'd be know, awesome. There's also. plenty of arguments. There's actually an argument right now or not an argument, a video uh, I saw on YouTube called something like uh, death to the penny, death to pennies. You can look it up. It's, it's really good. It makes tons of arguments against the penny um, that basically they hurt the economy. But uh, they're just waiting for pennies to be, um, I don't know, uh, taken out of circulation, so that then they could they could melt them and get their money out. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that just a weird little subsection of, of uh, population hoarding pennies Pen- away? Penny hoarders. Penny hoarders. That's some. That's some like Great Depression mentality, a little bit. I mean, uh, their their oh, yeah, reasons sure. are very different, but just the idea of Hanging on to pennies. Yeah, the re- yeah, we, they're, yeah, exactly. I mean, the reasons aren't that different than the Great Depression. But, yeah. <laughs> just, just getting money, I guess, would be the reason. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if anyone's reasons have been similar in recent years, I think it's ours now. Ooh. Let's keep that out of this. Do you guys remember about uh, five years ago that uh, Kevin Federline was, was like... Nope, I don't remember him. A- on on a big thing to uh to save the penny. What? You don't remember? You never heard about that? Did you just Google this? No, I I remembered it. He was what? Because I remember at the end of the his little speech about saving the penny, he said "ye," you know, the bear "ye." He said that really loud, and it it just sounded really stupid at the time. I need more context. Kevin Federline was fighting for the penny. Yeah, he was trying to like collect signatures, um, on like a petition. So they'll save it, the penny, from uh, going out of circulation. Why did he care so much? I I, I couldn't couldn't tell you. Because <laughs> his album was available used at many retailers for a penny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wanted to get something. Possible. Yeah, if they got rid of pennies, there wouldn't be currency worth little enough to, to buy things that he's okay. created. Exactly. Popo Zao. <laughs> Popo Zell. I forgot I just, about that. I remember seeing how how bizarre that was. Kevin, Fe- that was back when he was thin, you know. So that was a while ago. And Did he, he Orson like, Welles? 
Oh, yeah, my God. Have you not seen him? <laughs> yeah, he's no. very fat. <laughs> he's is like the really? size of a planet. Is he still? I don't know. He could be dead for all I know, but he, he was, he was, a uh, he definitely blew up like Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that was one of his big things. He just loved pennies. <laughs> I don't know why he did it. I remember <laughs> we're talking about misinformation being, you know, s- spread through social networks. I remember in middle school, just go, going to school one day. Oh, here we Maybe go. it was elementary school. I don't know. One or the other. But someone just said, yep, no, pennies, they don't work anymore. And everyone was saying that. And I'm like, are you kidding? And it's not like the joke was on me or anything. I was like, really? Everyone's like, yeah, there's no more pennies. I mean, they're useless, but, you know. And I went home and, you know, the internet wasn't what it was. Got on the Usenet. Get on the, get on the forums, the text forums. Got on a BBS. And- right, right. <laughs> I asked my parents and my parents were like, the hell's wrong with you? There's pennies. What are you talking about? Then they just beat the hell out of you. They just beat you senseless <laughs> with a bag of pennies. <laughs> Teach me my lesson. Do you just remember kidding. when Ash- Ashley Kutcher got a, got a lobotomy? <laughs> <laughs> Did John, people John, say that? John Bastow died in the tsunami. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yep, good, good internet rumors. <sighs> if, if only they were all true. <laughs> because they're so funny. They are good. Yeah, if only John Bastow was dead. How dare you? No, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, so this one's kind of similar to uh, something we talked about last episode, but um, this one's a little more intricate, and it's actually kind of hard to completely unravel, so I'll do my best. But uh, a teenage girl hired gang members to kidnap her roommate's baby? Have you heard about this at all, Doug? It's down in Santa Ana. No. Um... It's kind of, it's obviously sad, but luckily it doesn't have any sort of, you know, uh, horrific ending or anything, but this All right, so we, girl... we can start making fun of it already? Is that okay? <laughs> Begin with it, as soon as you like. Um, this 17-year-old girl, which, which I guess is, is part of the sad part, she was in over her head, she had basically uh, kind of concocted this lie that, kind of, uh, you know, you, you can imagine it spiraling out of her control, wherein she's pregnant with her... Um, her fiance's baby but the problem is she's not really pregnant so she had to say that she was living in new york even though she was living in santa Ana. uh her fiance i think he lived down in chula vista and um california this is all california uh so she had a pregnant roommate who was living with her father and so she concocted this scheme to have these two 19 and 20 year old uh, gang members basically steal the, or kidnap, I think is the word that people use, uh, kidnap the, the newborn baby. Uh, and then it, what they got out of it was like a little bit of cash and then whatever they could kind of steal. Um, and so it kind of, the plan went awry and they took off, left her with the baby out in the front. No one suspected her initially kind of through some series of events afterward she implicated herself um so are you guys catching this so far you kind of think so i think okay. so what why what was her motive to to get a baby oh wow okay. yeah so she okay. so Sad. she was supposed to be eight months pregnant so she needed a baby in the next month or she was going to be you know her I'm life held, she was going to be busted yeah. um so she was her idea i guess her plan was to get this baby uh, or get you know these guys to kidnap this baby. She would meet up with them, get take the baby, 
and then she would get to go down to Chula Vista, present her fiance with her newborn baby, and then they would raise it as their own and live, you know, a happy life. What could go wrong? What, what could go wrong could with that plan? I mean, she was going to drive upwards of, you know, 200 miles away. <laughs> it's a watertight plan, would, really. Yeah, her past would never catch up with her down there. <laughs> uh, but so, so it already, you know, they the guys took off. They didn't take the baby with them. They left her, her with them. Uh, left her at the house. I guess they were supposed. To, she was supposed to kind of like hitch a ride with them, or hitch, you know, like, you know, take off with them. Um, so then she took off and called her mother-in-law told them that she was told her that she was being kidnapped and that they'd uh induced labor, labor. yeah jeez and that they were holding the baby for a $10,000 ransom or whatnot she showed up i don't know everyone was confused why aren't you in new york you know she has no story. she has no plausible excuses for any of this the cops get brought in she then says no i wasn't kidnapped uh had a had a labor um and then threw the baby in the trash can. I don't know why she said that. But, uh, I mean, I, it's just, I don't know why she did any of this. But uh, So they, they searched, like, overnight for babies in, in trash cans. And uh, finally she said, you know. Just kidding. JK. Oh, yeah. oh by the way. Yeah, nope. and, you know, at the same time as this is going on, they they have these. Oh, she also she also squealed on her, on the, the gang members, told, like, uh, the police where they where they hung out. So they picked those guys up, and then as this is all going on, they're like interrogating them. And I guess she maybe hadn't made it exactly clear her involvement in it, but through in you know interviewing them, it came out that she had hired them. She was the person that had hired them. And yeah, I'm sure they immediately said, "Wait a minute, she hired us." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're all looking at like uh, life life terms. Jeez, that woman is a piece of work. I know. She, I mean, she's 17, which is which is the the big tragedy is that, you know, at 17, just by basically getting caught up in a lie, she's she's you know, and and then all the bad decisions and horrible dealings that she's done afterward. But I mean, she's she's definitely thrown her life away. She's got a Fargo Fargo esque a little bit. It is. It is a little, little. Could have been written by the Cohen brothers. She's got a great future in politics when she gets out. <laughs> No ne- more of that. life? <laughs> she gets out of life. <laughs> life in prison? Really? Well, yeah. It's like conspiracy to... I mean, among a whole bunch of other things, it's conspiracy to commit kidnapping, and then there's like a um, street crime enhancement. Is that a term? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Street crime enhancement. Well, you old, know, Do you know what like an enhancement is? Like if there's like a, a gun enhancement or something. It's like no, certain, I'm not familiar with this. Like certain places have certain laws on the books that will enhance a crime. If it, So you have like, you know, you have your regular um, kidnapping or whatever. It's like a the, combo in a video game. It is kind of like a combo. Yeah, it's like a multiplier. <laughs> multiplier. Yeah, there yeah, multiplier, you go. Yeah. yeah, and they, you know, if, if it has to do with this, if these particular uh, elements are at play, then it'll actually enhance the sentence. Like by double? Uh, I think it's not usually a multiplier. It's usually like um, t- ten extra years and stuff like that. Damn. So what would be the street crime in this case? Just the actual? Because she hired the gang members. Oh, uh, damn. That's crazy. It's a tough time to be like being born, things. man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Or pretend to have something be born. Well, you got people selling kids and people trying to kidnap kids. 
Has this been happening forever or just today? No, it's probably been happening forever. Okay, cool. Crime has gone down, Carlos. Have you listened to a uh, past podcast, man? Just just reported crime. Ooh. Think about that. You don't know about all the white collar stuff that goes on every day. Yeah. 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 Watch Inside Job, man. Check it out. Inside Job? Yeah. Are you talking about the Denzel Washington Spike Lee movie? No, it's Inside Job. That's Inside Man, but that's a cool movie. Oh. Right. Well, inside Job. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Is that about Enron not... or something? It's about the banks and why we are anyway. Matt Damon narrates it. It's good. Right on. And and I I misspoke. It was actually it's a enhancement for criminal street gang activity. Is okay. How it's worded. Were they one niners? Do you know? Uh, Bizlats. Is that yeah? Bizlats. They're Bizlats. <laughs> it could have been the Bizlats. <laughs> <laughs> they were de- no. They were if if they were anything, they were Bizlats. Let's just leave it at that. Gotcha. Yikes. Gotcha. <laughs> Let's leave it. <laughs> uh, so we talked about. You touched on politics and her, her career in politics. Um, we don't really talk about politics on this show, and for good reason, because who cares? But uh, did you hear about Herman Cain's uh, his speech? His you know as he's he's uh, stepping aside as the GOP. Oh, is he? Candidate? I didn't even know that. I'll look into that. I, I was I was close to voting for that guy. Get get out of here. Okay, so <laughs> he seems he seems so calm under pressure. So there's a little bit of a backstory here, but um, first I'll tell you I'll just read a, a excerpt from his speech. Okay, so this, this is honest to God. This is his speech uh, as as reported by uh, the Huffington Post, but I, I've read it a few other places too. Uh, I believe these words came from the Pokemon movie. I'm no. not sure who the original I... author is, so don't go write an article about the poet. But it says a lot about where I am. <laughs> what? What? Where I am with my wife, where I am with my wife and my family, and where we are as a nation. Life can be a challenge. Life can seem impossible. It's oh never God. easy when there's not when there's so much on the line. But you and I can make a difference. There's a mission just for you and me. Oh which my! God. I assume is Ash Ketchum and Pikachu. Yes, I'm pretty sure that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a line sung by Don, Donna Summer, written for the Pokemon movie called The Power of One. And he's quoted it, I guess, throughout his campaign several times. Uh, and this is the first time he's attributed it to the Pokemon movie. But it, wow. uh, by all accounts, that is where it originates. Wow. To be fair, it's a pretty powerful message. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a very unique. It's very, I've never heard anything like it before. I think he was kind of stuck on the gotta catch them all message, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He caught some. He got yep. some. <laughs> 999 was uh, hit points or something, right, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call that. Isn't that just crazy, though? It That's is pretty funny. Wild, man. Some, some of the GOP candidates are just, they're cartoon characters, and I love them. I really do. Yeah. Well, I hope you don't totally mean that. But, uh, so, originally he, um, he said, uh, a poet once said, and and quoted that, that was like toward the beginning of his campaign, um, and then people looked it up and they were like, "Poet? That that was Donna <laughs> Summers, and, Donna Summer." And then, uh, you know, very little extra investigating, you know, told people that that song came from the Pokemon. Pokemon 2000 was the actual movie. Oh, good one. That was a good one. Uh, what that was Donna Summer doing writing Pokemon songs? That's well, exactly yeah, she, she was. She took. She took a break from her. Uh, her current. What? Like, <laughs> uh, from her canceled tour, didn't she have to cancel a big giant tour because no one bought tickets for it and stuff? Oh, oh bummer! Man. Really? 
I think that happened. I think that happened. So there you go. There's your answer. Okay. <laughs> Silly me. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that. Wow. So who's going to be the, the next Republican candidate? Then they just keep dropping like flies. Well, you know, it's, it's the primary, so they're all still in it. But why? <laughs> they all just keep blowing it like this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough. I'm just that. asking anyone in the world. I, I, I find nobody has an answer. I mean, so what, you got like Mitt Romney, Ron Paul. Is Rick Perry still in the running? Uh, I think Man, like, like, I know. Technically, yeah, technically. I think, I'm not sure Michelle Bachman is still in there. Oh, did you hear about her quote I about, about uh, how in under her presidency, um, she would get rid of the uh, embassy in Iran, the American embassy in Iran, I which hasn't that. existed since 1980? <laughs> it's like what are, what are they doing who's working for them that's you know whispering in their ear telling them to say these things uh, no, Moles, i don't think man. she's listening because they're probably i mean by far the people that are working for them are the, the more intelligent people i guarantee sure so they're just saying never mind I'll, i'm gonna go with this yeah, so they're okay. egotists true lion ass b word uh i think um herman cain had uh a powerful team rocket behind him <laughs> and meow got meow back there yeah meow the only known talking pokemon right is that right still no i guess um yeah talking they pokemon kind of, other than talk. just saying the name yeah no that doesn't really count who cares because so maybe many... they were just named after the word they could say like so many dogs rough no you know just that... <laughs> yeah all those dogs named rough Clifford? It's confusing <laughs> when you said that. Rough? <laughs> Long Johnson? Long Johnson. <laughs> hey, um, I have a bit of news. Oh, yeah, let's a little, hear it. A little bit for you guys. Um, we actually discussed this. Uh, it's kind of a cool thing that we have going on at, at our school. I won't spend too long on this. But every Friday, we uh, at a whole school, or the whole school, reads um, a current event article. And each teacher is in charge each week of finding it and generating questions, and we all have a discussion on it. And it's very, very interesting. I just kind of wanted to uh, to pick your brains a little bit here. Um, recently, and I guess I don't know if this happens yearly, but it's it's definitely happening this year. Um, over in Florida, the uh, Florida and New Jersey, a variety of states, I guess. It's not it's not just one location. Um, also Ohio, I see here. But the the American <laughs> Ameri- no, please anyway. just just make this and um, also also ooh uh, my Twitter feed updated here. No, just kidding. Um, this organization, the American Atheists, um, is putting up billboards <laughs> in all these locations, saying basically saying things um, along the lines of you know you'll have a picture of Santa and then a picture of Jesus, and it says like, do you know a myth when you see one? Uh, oh. Basically comparing Jesus and Santa together. Um, and then also, you know, bringing up stories of the devil and things like that. And so, like, you know, a lot of a lot of churches this time of year sort of make it their mission to remind people of the reason for the season. Right. It's their yeah, belief. churches and also just local residents along the 580 stretch between Castro Valley and Pleasanton. Are you talking about big hillside uh murals i guess yeah I remember know. that jesus is the reason for the season right. stuff like that every year well going into the ultimate past you got the big old jesus saves uh 
on the left side when you're heading into the Ultimate on the 580. Oh. Awesome. Um, big cross, big giant crop circle thing. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so Jesus is the reason is of the season. And so the atheists decide, or the American atheists, this organization, decide, uh, hey, let's, uh, let's, let's, really, let's really piss people off here and uh, decide to throw up these, uh, these controversial billboards. And, uh, quote, you know, the, the president, Dave Silverman, um, argues that the... Uh, the president's the, name is uh, Obama. Dave Silverman, I'm sorry, the president of the American Atheist, I'm sorry, um, saying that these billboards are equally thought-provoking and spark plenty of conversations nationally. Um, I don't know. Of course, of course, I'm all down for free speech, and uh, I, I don't think that you know they shouldn't be allowed to put these billboards up, uh, but I just think it's a total dick move, man. I, uh, I myself, I'm not a very religious person, uh, so I'm not offended by any of this at all. But it's kind of like, come on, guys. Like, what are you trying to do? Just piss people off? Is that is that the goal here or what? I mean. I I, under, I do understand that. But I think that, and I, and I don't want to speak for them, but I will just say that I think an important part of that is showcase, or, you know, spot, putting the spotlight on the exact opposite, which is Christian organizations putting these huge billboards up espousing their beliefs. Sure. Oh yeah. Throwing that at people, and no one thinks twice about that. But then, as soon as it's, you know, contrary to that, then all of a sudden, oh, this is like newsworthy. But I mean, you sure. could, you know, you wouldn't have to drive thirty miles before you saw something like that, you know, about some Christian organization, and it may be, it may be really benign, or it may be like telling people that the world's going to end in October yeah or whatever. you know i mean yeah oh sure and i believe all that stuff is nonsense it's crazy too and what what are you doing just trying to freak people out i mean obviously but oh they really believe it yeah i mean yeah maybe they do but i mean the, the point is just i don't know I, I think that if if we're going to allow uh all of these churches with with big bankrolls and and uh christian organizations to just loudly proclaim whatever they like in the name of their faith we should allow anybody to do the same that has the, I agree. the money and the and the resources the the thing about it is i mean if if the real goal is to try to um convert people i guess maybe the real goal is to is to catch people that are you know young people that are forming their beliefs and in that way i don't think it's that big an issue i i wouldn't mind some more atheists you know, growing up and and taking positions of power, it it bugs me that there's like very few and and none that come to mind. Uh, you know, politicians and stuff that are that are loudly proclaimed atheist or agnostic. Oh yeah, it, it would be impossible in this day and age. Yeah, but or at least in this country. But uh, right, right. But I don't know. I that whole like um loud and and vigilant and militant atheist thing is is also weird to me because i don't understand the allure of uh believe you know believing in if you're an atheist don't you just kind of want to not believe in anything like don't why, why are you why are you making it your religion to not believe in religion you know? well it's it's uh actually carlos and i were talking uh oh 
off microphone. Well, no, we were talking, you know, we both recently have discovered We'll have this. a discussion about that later, guys. I think we all know the rules about that. I'm sorry. I guess could have could have kept that to myself. Uh, you could have just run no. by me. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, Reddit. I mean, Reddit recently has really turned into like a crazy, like atheist soapbox. Mm-hmm. It just it, like it's taken the fun out of Reddit, in my opinion. And once uh, again, yeah. by no means am I offended by anything. I'm not a religious person. I don't give a damn. But uh, when you've got you've got you've got a group of people sort of making fun of zealots saying that, you know, the Holy Bible is a, is a work of fiction and all this stuff. And that, you know, people are crazy for putting, you know, all this, all this worth into a text. And yet they are so unbelievably passionate about trying to squash that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a like similar, it seems, similar deal. It's a similar thing. Like you are, you are blindly passionate about your belief that there is no God. They are blindly passionate in their belief that there is a God. Like what's the difference? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. I just don't understand wanting to wanting to put all of your time in that. It, it, you know, except that I do understand that that a lot of faith can be. Uh, I don't want to speak too harsh on this, but I mean, it can it can be detrimental to to our society. You know, when when we're having laws passed, you know, that are making abortions illegal and uh, you know just, you know outlawing gay marriage and all sorts of things. It's 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 easy to see how people could want that to be out of you know, especially people that don't share those beliefs could want to see that out out of their society. You know, like don't. Sure. Right. Why do we have to? Why do we have to put up with that? Why do we have to have other people's beliefs uh, enforced upon us when it, we don't share them in our? Some, somebody government? has to be right and somebody has to be wrong. Why does it? Why does religion have to come into play? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Religion gives us rules, man. We gotta follow those rules. Yeah, but other things give us rules too. We give ourselves rules. Right, Doug, are you accidentally subscribed to our atheism or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm in the main page, man. It's it's, it's all over. It's, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. It's all over. Yeah. And I feel like nothing's getting accomplished with that stuff being posted. Well, I'll stop posting so much. Thank you. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> You're about to leave me to my next point. Knock it off. Right? Can we can we go back to pictures of your pets? in human-like positions yeah absolutely yeah i think that would be better i mean i guess getting back to the billboards i I guess i guess where i'm not offended but where i'm kind of like whoa slow your roll is that it's just a very direct attack on religion and again not saying people don't have the right but people are going to get heated people are going to get upset over that kind of thing and you're not you're not i don't think anyone is going to look at those billboards and go hmm like (laughs) wait a minute, like, yeah, Jesus is a lot like Santa or whatever the heck they're saying, you know? Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's doing anything other than just ticking people off. What if, what if the goal was to, to make people take a second and think, hmm, I wonder how a Buddhist feels about uh, seeing, you know, some church buying a billboard and telling everyone that they need to come to church and repent their sins or they're going to go to some fiery place. You know, and just being allowed to do that. That would be different, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, isn't that I, isn't that kind of the same? Is, isn't that kind of what it leads to? Like someone. Well, thinks, I mean, what would that look like? I guess I don't know. Don't like don't you see? Don't aren't there signs like that? I mean, come to Christian ministries or whatever. I don't know. Like, it's you know, and they'll have some biblical passage like "repent and ye shall be free" kind of 
stuff, and it's like, okay, well, what if I am religious, and that's that. not my belief? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it, but I, I would argue that that's not a direct attack on your faith. It's just saying, hey, check out our faith. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I mean, there's always the threat of going to hell and all that stuff, which is, you know, obviously... I won't. Attack. I won't renew the billboards when the lease comes up. All right. That hey, all right. Okay. So we got the Reddit thing. We got the billboard thing out of the way. All right. You nipped me in the bud. It was indirect, but I'm glad we got some work done tonight. Way to just put me on blast on, <laughs> on what is, uh, you know, ostensibly a worldwide show. Phenomenon. We I have here. <laughs> there is that. You know, this goes out to the entire world. That's true. But a potential, you know, six billion listeners. Potential. Six billion listeners. I there's a, you see what I'm saying? There's a little little billboardy thing by one of the churches when I drive by uh, back from the gym sometimes, and it always has uh, these quasi clever kind of little phrases, and they they usually involve puns uh, about religion. Um, and uh, like I remember I posted on Facebook, so I thought it was it was funny. One of them said one time, um, like sign broken, come inside for message. <laughs> I thought I thought that was funny, and then the one I saw today it said, "Uh, for Christmas, uh, God wants spiritual fruit, not religious nuts." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, okay." Spiritual fruit is that? Yeah, it's kind of a stretch. I'm not so like, sure. like 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 gay religious <laughs> people? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. That's <laughs> offensive. You can't throw that term around. That's offensive. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I haven't met the people inside. I guess I, my I problem with that, that, it just doesn't make sense. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> we'll pick that apart real quick. Well, guys, with with, with that, with these great insights, um, <laughs> let's wrap this up. It's good talking to you, as always. Uh, let's uh, let's go out with uh, something David sent over. Listen to this, and then we'll uh, meet back here for next episode. Sounds good. Wait. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Wait, what's the Go point? with it. Just go with it. <laughs> All right. Till next time, I'm Riley with Doug. Thank you. And Carlos. Have a good night. As a school-aged boy surrounded by intriguing friends and classmates, being subjected to excruciatingly boring material taught by unenthusiastic teachers, it was often difficult to tune out the siren song of misinformation and rumor. Of course, my friends, without a doubt more educated and discerning than your usual drooling, blank-faced teenager, typically shared with me only the most rigorously fact-checked information. None of us had much interest in the ghost stories and frozen hot dog masturbation gossip of the less enlightened. Sure, we chanted Bloody Mary into a mirror a few times in our younger years, tried smoking dried banana peels once, and I suppose my group of friends' preference of Dr. Pepper over Mountain Dew had something to do with maintaining testicle size and sperm count. Still, we didn't spend too much time dabbling in the petty and scandalous, the vapid or the spiritual. No, our most coveted sort of viral information was much less interesting. And so, I've devoted this audio blog to solving two of the greatest mysteries of my world. Starting sometime in the late 90s, TCI, our local cable provider, began broadcasting a mysterious television signal. 
It would appear in the two highest channels on the analog cable tuner, right before pay-per-view territory, channels 90 and 91. It was always present day and night. Both channels showed a fuzzy line graph, some kind of readout on a cathode ray screen. Though the channels looked identical, the information on the graph they displayed was slightly different. There was no audio, just the vaguely menacing ever-presence of a spiky glowing line and some unreadable numbers across the axis. These channels weren't listed in the TV guide. They had no explanatory text box reassuring us that it was just an incredibly long avant-garde music video directed by Bjork's cuckold husband. No announcer wasting his breath telling us what was coming up next. Nothing. Just the fuzzy lines. Come nighttime, the graphs would often display a large spike or curve. The next day, they'd return to the familiar baseline. And all this time, we, the viewers, were left wondering, suspicious of these boring broadcasts. Soon, the whispers on the wind became more audible, and the questions arose. Anyone seen these creepy line graph channels? What the hell's going on with Channel 90? Where did all the scrambled porn go? And wherever there are questions, answers seem to follow, like antibodies falling into place upon the virus of an open-ended inquiry. Some of them fit, others did not. It's a digital seismograph, they're just getting us ready for the big one. Then explain why it spikes at night. Well, at night the cold earth vibrates more than in the day. Bullshit! Well, I heard it was a viewership monitor. Everybody's TV bounces a signal back to the cable company telling them what they're watching. At night, it spikes because those are the pay-per-view porn channels, and they're more popular at night because that's when the couples that love each other are having the most sex. Then why do the Nielsen people keep bugging my family about installing a set-top box so they can monitor which shows are most popular? Why would they give me a $2 bill to fill out a survey about my favorite channels if the cable company is already collecting all that info? Huh? Why? Well, that's just what I heard. And the best of the explanations? It's a new kind of infomercial. It's hypnotic and subliminal. Channel 90 is advertising crap kitchenware you don't really need, and Channel 91 is selling self-help cassette tapes. Next time you're watching, just wait a few more seconds. You'll suddenly get the urge to pick up the phone and call a number that just comes to mind. I swear to God. But the truth, they say, is sometimes stranger than fiction. Though often, I counter, it's not. According to a friend working in the broadcast field, they were simply diagnostic tools for cable workers. They were two different spectrum analyzers showing the signal coming into the cable company satellites and the signal leaving from their broadcast center. Basically, it's just a more informative version of a test pattern. Once cable went all digital, there was no longer a need for these channels because direct communication both to and from the broadcast center was possible from the set-top box or TV tuner. So that's it. They were just boring junk for cable guys to look at. Yep. Okay, so, on to mystery number two. This one got stuck in my craw back in the days of the L.A. Looks hair gel craze, and the secret, silent competition between 13-year-olds to see who could massage more of the sticky goo into their hair every morning. I tried my hand at this unspoken sport, and entered the ranks for a brief time, only to duck out of the race after much ridicule by my fluffy-haired friends. Besides the talk of sleazy, wet-looking Guido hair, and the constant threat of noogie-induced dried gel-flake blizzards, I think the thing that most repelled me from the hair gel game was talk of placenta. Hair gel's made from three things, food dye, perfume, and horse placenta. 
No, no, no. I heard it was sheep placenta extract, and the real expensive stuff uses human. After hearing this, I immediately returned home and read the ingredients of my half-full, extra-firm hold L.A. Looks hair gel, but I couldn't understand a word of it. Any one of those 20-letter words listed could have been the chemical term for placenta extract. I don't know whether I fully believed that the fruity-smelling green gelatin I'd rubbed through my locks for the past four months was part afterbirth, but I had no reason not to. I was ready to let go, to allow my hair to fluff about my head, however it saw fit, until the days of pomade would again restrict its natural movement. And with the power of the modern internet, in those days just a useless tool to download Simpsons sound clips and sexually harass strangers in anonymous chat rooms, I can now verify once and for all whether my 13-year-old self's preferred hair product did in fact contain animal placenta. And the answer is that it didn't. No, my hair gel was simply an organic, water-based adhesive compound, devoid of any afterbirth. But there are some hair products that do contain that unspeakable substance. In fact, the hair products that contain placenta do so proudly, announcing it in the very name of the item. It's not some filthy secret that they hide in the list of ingredients, it's the goddamn selling point. Take, for instance, Hask Placenta Hair Gel. Marketed as the only gel with natural placenta polisher, nature's most powerful protein. Gross. And apparently they get the stuff from sheep, cow, pig, whatever. If there's a mammal passing a quivering mass of unneeded blood vessels, Hask will be there to scoop it up and put it in a bottle. And it actually gets less palatable. A recent study has shown that young girls that repeatedly use placenta-containing hair products prematurely develop breasts and pubic hair due to the high levels of estrogen in the extract. The girls in the study were from ages 1 to 6 years. Yuck. So, by combining knowledge from the internet and the insight of a grown-ass man, I was able to solve the two greatest mysteries of my world. Better luck next time, mysteries. Mysteries.